0: The Six Pointer Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast. This evening's pod is covering Crystal Palace's 5 1. Yes, that's 5 1 victory over West Bromwich Albion, away at the Hawthorns. I'm joined as ever on the pod by my brother, Luke. Luke, how are you after that victory?
2: Yeah, I was just saying to Kev, pre-pod, but it's, uh, it's been a nice day, is not it? I mean, um, yeah,
0: it's not often you see Palace win by that margin, so I'm very well, thank you.
2: He's given it away, also joined by Kevin.
1: Kevin, how you doing, sir?
0: I'm very well, Mr T. Very well indeed, mate. Nine o'clock, Sunday night, you know, just watch Peaky Blinders. Palace have won, the day's good, right? And, and Arsenal have lost, so the day's good, right?
1: and fans and fans are back in grounds which is something we're going to talk about uh, in the pod today obviously palace has got that to look forward to next weekend uh, yeah so palace did win 5-1 today um a, a really interesting game actually lots of lots of talking points um Kev I'll start with you um you know 5-1 away from home it's a pretty momentous occasion for us isn't it
0: it certainly is, Matt. I mean, obviously, um, for the historians out there, and we know John Collison's listening today, 57 years old today, Johnny boy. One for you today, mate. First first time we've scored five goals away from home in the top flight. So in 115 years of history, first time to get five away. Fantastic. Um, don't think it flattered a second half because of the way we were, and I'm sure we'll come on to the game shortly, Matt. So, Absolutely buzzing. Really, really pleased in relation to that. Really, really pleased.
1: And okay, Kev, while you're on the stats, can anyone recall the other 5-1 victories? I'm going to start us off with Newcastle at home. I remember that one in the Premier League. Any
0: other 5-1s? Oh, come- oh, but I mean, Matt, I think you, you got me there. I don't know. I, I think they said on the sky today, we beat, We got five against Hull, but I don't remember of ever getting five. Oh, we did get five, right. Thanks for nodding your head there, Matt. Yeah. Oh, so yes, yeah, so I di- I didn't know we got five against Hull. So there you go. I remember us getting five once against um, Grimsby on a Tuesday night, which was amazing. That was an amazing game, but that was not in the Premiership, and that was in Doogie days, so that don't count. So over to you. Sorry.
1: You could have had you could have had that whole one, Kev. You see, the listeners wouldn't have known that I was nodding away to you there. You're right. Yeah, that was one. That was one where I think Zahar was, was on fire to that one. That was the last game of the season. Uh, deal um, yeah I think they were down by that point I remember Maguire having an absolute nightmare for them uh, that day um, so yeah you know a, a really, a really a, like you say a day in history for Palace are you googling Kev
0: no I said we got five against Bournemouth though, didn't we didn't we beat Bournemouth 5-3 last five, game three. of the
1: season
2: a few years ago Yeah, 5-3 I'm after 5-1 I'm after Kev 5-1 five,
0: five,
1: yeah 5-1 4-1
2: right,
0: if... <laughs> at Leicester that was a couple of years yeah. back yeah. I remember us beating Portsmouth 5-1 when right, Southgate scored a well but that was a long time ago. you just putting random the
1: results out yeah? we
0: just
1: putting random <laughs> results out I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm <laughs> not, I'm not, I'm not. It's genuine. We once won 1-0 at home to Stoke City. <laughs> 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 what That's a game
0: that I tell you I'm what, you are bang out then. of order. You are bang out of order, Tyrell.
1: Good, I'm going to move us on very quickly before this gets, it gets any more ridiculous. So look... <laughs> We started off on the front foot loop, didn't we? And whilst the first goal was an own
2: goal, the first fifteen minutes, Palace were phenomenal. When we've done well this season, I thought that we have done that, haven't we? We started early and we scored roughly in the sort of the seven to twelve minute mark, and yeah, got our goal today, which I felt I felt deserved. Obviously, forcing an error, but I think shortly before then, Wolf might have rafted one, not not too far off the angle of post and bar, and yeah, it started with, with with a lot of tempo, um, and then yeah. Great cross, and um, yeah. I thought we dominated the first 10, well, first 20 minutes for most of you, and did really well. Great finish from the left back, was not it, Kev? <laughs> Their left back. Yeah,
0: do, do you know what he did well? I mean, it, they said on Sky, didn't they, that uh, I think Crystal Palace now have scored uh, five goals inside the first 15 minutes, which makes us the third highest in the Premiership for scoring early goals. Um, the left back couldn't do anything about it. I mean, the quality from Wilf was was excellent. I mean, he got sold on that right, didn't he? Where he's he's, he's dropped his shoulder, gone. Oh, sorry, just out muscled him. Quality goal. Um, not a lot of the defender could do about it. I, I, I think you're right, though. I, I, I actually do think, as we always are, very fair on this. I think West Brom then made a bit of a fist of it because, let's be honest, they hit the crossbar. Um, and if, I think Phillips, if he had a better quality header, they could have made Gwai to work a few times. They took their goal well. And let's be honest, they were a little bit in the ascendancy for that 10, 12-minute period before the the silly sending off, really, um, which they, you know I'm sure will come on to it, change the game. But... It was looking a little bit ropey then because they had a bit of momentum at that point, but that then killed it. And and I have to say from that moment onwards, it was a Crystal Palace masterclass. And we don't get to say that very often, but from the minute that chap got sent off, they didn't get a touch of the ball really. And that was quality.
1: So I, I yeah I agree with you, Kyle. I thought the first fifteen minutes was Palace's, and the next fifteen minutes was West Brom, and I think they deserved their goal when when it went in. You know, it was a good finish, wasn't it? I just kind of thought, mm-hmm. well, fair play. You know, they've come back into it, and you know, it can't be easy. Uh, you know, to 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 do that to come back against a team like Palace who are so solid. And yeah, they had a few chances, didn't they? I remember a particularly nice move, where there's was a cross into the box, and the the guy hit it on the volley. I can't remember who it was straight away. You know, so they they they, they the goal and. You mentioned the sending off, Kev. VAR coming into it again. There's comparisons being shown to a Maguire one recently, wasn't there? Luke, what? how did you see that one? Because when I saw it first off, I didn't think anything in it, to me, should I be?
2: I was the opposite, mate. I, I saw it first off and I thought in real time, it looked worse than it did when it was slowed down. Because when you see it in real time, it looks like he flicks out. And and I sort of I thought to myself, he, he, he's tried to catch him there. Um, and the sort of the ball sort of bubbled through and I think he got a a for free 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 anyway, didn't he? Um, from the from the, the clattering or coming together. And a uh, yellow as well. Was it yellow? Was it yellow? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, so I, was, I can't say I was surprised to see him go and look at it. Um, and as we've seen, you know, when, when they do come and look at it, 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 it tends to be uh, an overall in the decision and, and the boat's going off. So I think if it's, yeah, look, it, it, it's, it's soft in the sense that he didn't stamp him in the chest, did he? But there was, I guess the law would say there was some sort of intent maybe to, to to injure him, Kev?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I must admit, I when I saw it in real time, it wasn't really until Van Arnold flinched that I thought anything of it. I just thought it was a coming together. And then, obviously, they went to it. But I think, as we've had on the pod a few times before, the minute you know, I think it was Michael Oliver who called him over to go and look at it, the minute you know they're calling him over, it's because they think there's doubt there. So... But I'm not going to lie. Obviously, I was pleased, for, not for the game, but obviously from a Palace point, because I thought West Brom were in the ascendancy at that point. And I think, you know, their tails were up at that stage and, and it almost killed it because almost immediately for me, Palace then took control of that last 10 minutes of the half and they didn't really get a sniff. And then we come out and to come out the way we did second half was really, really pleasing because... I don't think many teams would have lived with us. Some of the football they played in the second half was exceptional. And and what I really loved, sorry, Matt, I'll just say this quickly. And I know they picked up on it in commentary a few times. It's Dan Goodman, I think, from the commentary picked up on it. What he said, Hodgson would have loved their appetite. They were chasing after balls. They were doing everything. And that was at 4-1. And that, I thought, looked really, really good. And um, that would have done West Brom a little bit of psychological damage, they said. And I think it would have done us a, the power of good, particularly Benteke, for what was done and, and, and how that played out for us. So perfect, perfect afternoon for us, really. Mm.
1: I mean, just, just to finish off the sending off, I think the, the thing when I saw it back on the replay that gave it away to me as a sending off was the, the guy looks at PVA. It's, it's, it's the look, it's the, he goes back and, he, and his eyes are on him and then he, he sort of moves his feet towards him. Yeah, um, yeah. Which kind of suggests to me there was intent there, right? Rather than yeah. kind of just a rocking of the body. Um, yeah. You know, probably, you know, you probably say, you probably feel harsh if you're a West Brom fan, but you, you can't argue with the, the fact it looks like he's, he's gone towards him. And, and then, as you said, Kev, we, we got in uh, to half time 1 um, 0 and came out, and it and it was, you know, all Palace, wasn't it, second half? A really, really good, solid performance. Um, it could have
2: been more than four goals in that second half as well, right? Just to go back on the West Brom goal that we, we sort of kind of touched by, Conor Gallagher scored that. Obviously, he had the chance to come. I think there was a talk about him being quite close to coming to Palace in, in pre-season, and it was between him and Mitchy bachwai And I think, I don't know if he turned us down or we decided to go for Batchway or whatever, but he played like he had a point to prove today, I felt, maybe. Um, and, you know, it, it was quite a physical battle between him and, and MacArthur and then really well that came on. Uh, Lucas smashed him, I think, towards the end as well. But no, second half, I thought we came out. I think we reacted quite well to West Brom's changes at halftime because I think they made it pretty clear. They wanted to see out the, the game and, you know, it'll be 1-1 and they frustrate us. But yeah, I think it was, what, 10 minutes in and, and um, yep. the next goal goes in.
1: Yeah. 55th minute, wilford's goal. Lovely finish, on it, Kev?
0: Yeah, I think I texted you guys on the WhatsApp and said, next goal is crucial. And, just before that goal went in i think about 20 seconds earlier we had a really good move which went across the box and then we recycled it I, th- I think the thing i wanted to pull out wills goal was outstanding but the ball from jimmy MacArthur to lay him in was absolutely brilliant because he disguised it he'd come across he's played it on that extra one that gives wilf that time to switch it off from his left bring it back on his right and bury it in the corner outstanding finish Lukey. Even before then, mate, I thought Schlaff, got the ball and he sort of drove
2: it across the, the box to get to, to Jimmy in the first yeah. place. And I thought he, he showed real strength because I think one thing that people underestimate in, in Jeffrey Sharp is, is his strength. He's oh, his very, strength. He's,
0: he's like an ox. He's like he an ox. He is. He's brilliant. He's, and, he he so and what works. I loved, he looked really unhappy about being bought off in about the 73rd minute. Yeah. And when you're 4-1 up and you've been bought off and you don't look happy, that that's good. I like that. I like that and I like Schlappi. I mean, I know we've talked a lot about him previously, but he just seems to get stronger and tougher and just he, he and he, we've said it before, he's very direct. I really like He gets the ball and his first reaction 9 times out of 10 is how do I get forward as opposed to going sideways all the time. I really like Schlappi. Yeah. Really like,
2: on me. I think he's showing that uh, Premier League experience as well now, you know. I mean, this not forget this bloke's got a Premier League um, winners medal, um, and you know he's he's shown that strength. Where he, he's been helping out Mitchell when he was starting earlier in the season, and he's just very dependable. And yeah, a great role he played in that. But what a finish from Wilf! I mean, cuts inside mm. and got some curl on it as well, and that that was a beauty. Yeah. yeah. What was your take on the goals Max? Well, I, I just reflecting actually on,
1: on what you were saying about some of the some of the individual performances, but also I, I just think the team as a whole has worked really well today. That setup. As an eleven, it had everything, right? You had the solidity at the back with uh, Coyote, or as Mark Bright calls him, Chicky. Um, <laughs> and uh, and um, Gary Cahill, you know, solid as always. Um, uh, P- PVA, I think for me, he, yeah. he's so hit and miss, right? So he's, he has moments in the game which are fantastic where he's like, you know, world-beater. It's normally when he's attacking. But then like that West Brom goal, I think he got absolutely sold. Um, yeah, for that, mm-hmm. and they slid in and just, yeah. Gary Kell tried to re- rescue it by that point. It was kind of they were on the ascendancy, yeah. and the goal was always going to go in. Um, but you know, good good going forward, but maybe not so always always defending. I think there is a question there about whether he is our best left back or not, but we can come back to that uh, later. Point Klein just solid t- throughout um, Luca, you know, sitting as always, um, sort of battling. You guys have mentioned MacArthur, Schluck, um, you had the sort of the, the pace and the trickery of Eze. Um, alongside Wilf, which again, I thought really good. It gives, like we said um, recently on the pod, it gives Wilf a release, doesn't it, to have someone else who can pick up the ball, carry and yeah. go-, go at defenders um, and, and be another one that scares them. And then, and then Benteke up front as well. was I thought he worked so, so hard. I thought he yeah. was really good in the air, but also to feet. Uh, another outlet. And I've probably missed someone off, haven't I? <laughs> but no, that, I that,
0: don't it, think that, so. That, yeah.
1: my memory, was the eleven. I thought a really good team set up. And People criticise you know the, the is set up for you know, not being the right one, We're always missing someone. But I don't think today you would have changed any of those 11, right?
0: No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I, I must admit, I, I mean, you're right. I think, let's be honest, the ball that cuts PVA up for the first goal is a quality ball. There's no no denying that. And then as had alluded to earlier, the finish from the young man was an excellent finish. Really good goal. But I have to say the quality of if you look at all of the Palace goals, all the goals in the second half, every one of them was a very good goal. And the pace of PVA to get to that third one, which was a beautiful... We know when Palace go at people at pace, we're frightening. And with Eze coming in there and that, the way they linked up with Schlupp and that, I thought we looked fantastic. And I must admit, I mean, I'm not going to lie, just as we went 2-1 up, I was here watching with my son, who's a Chelsea fan, right? And he he said, Dad, you're playing pretty well. And I said, I think we're going to get four today. And he just looked at me and laughed. And then when he came down and saw that we'd got five, he said, fair play. And look, two Chelsea ex-captains on that pitch today on opposite sides. There you go. That was quite interesting, wasn't it? Who would have thought that? Ivanovic and uh, Cahill.
1: So your boy came
0: down and said he decided he's a Palace fan after all. Well, do you know what, you, Matt? You're not. You're. Listen, my my sister-in-law might listen to this, and my nephew, right? He's actually. I think he's coming back round, mate. I think he's thinking. I don't want none of this blue lark. I want red and blue again. I'm, working, red on and blue I'm working on him. I'm working. <laughs>
1: Kev, you, you touched on the on the third goal. So it didn't come much after the second goal. Fifty nine minutes. So just a four minute break. Benteke finished lovely, lovely sort of dunk, dinking little header in there. But the move down the left before that, Luke, was fantastic, wasn't it? Lovely build-up.
2: Interesting what you said about PVA there. I think in this game you saw the best and the worst of PVA. In that, I thought that he was he was weak for the header um, in the first half, where the, where the bloke sort of bars off the ball and, and got and beat him to the header. And then he should have really been cutting that out, really, it, for their goal. Um, but going forward, he, he provides that that. Attacked and I'm crying out for him to be playing left mid. Really, I mean, if if, if we need a left midfielder, I mean, Jose doing pretty well at the moment anyway. But he got down to the byline, as you say. And credit to Benteke. I felt that bravery for him to stoop his head that low because the defender could easily be swinging his leg, his foot in there. I mean, he didn't, <laughs> which yeah. you might want to question if you're a West Brom fan. You might want to question why isn't that defender sort of clearing it out, but. Lovely to see Christian getting his goal, and it had to be with his head, didn't it?
1: You know what? Actually, we'll talk about the PVA thing again, so it brings us back to it. But it's interesting thinking about it because both of the right backs in um, Ward and Klein also have done really solid turns for Palace at left back, haven't they? Historically, yeah. And there's a real yes. question there about you know, have we actually got more stre- strength there and you know, options there than we give ourselves credit for?
0: That's yeah, it's a good point. I think we possibly have, but I think, you know, um, again, I, I think Roy comfortable with PVA, isn't he, at the moment? And I think unless he drops a clanger, because, you know, it does give you something going forward. I mean, that yeah. was an, an exceptional run. And I think, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he's still the highest scoring uh, sort of defender in the Premier League's history, I think. Is that right? No, I think you're right. Of, yeah. I, I don't so think I'm far about like that. He's, he's got about like twenty odd goals or something from. I, I don't know. There's some stand I mean, where I think you're right. He's pretty much up there. He's pretty it's surprising, much up there. You know, isn't
1: it? If you think about the defenders, John Terry must have scored so many headers and things. Yeah, for, for yeah. yeah. I think I think you might be right actually. And yeah. actually, do you know what? I did a disservice to Tyler Mitchell, who's also you know he could feel hard done by, isn't he, to not, not be in the team as well. So you know, left, right, yeah. we've got some real options there. Um, so, so second goal. Sorry, third goal. Losing counts. so many got Palace goals here. <laughs> third goal, 59 minutes. Benteke, uh, and then Wilf got his second, uh, 68.
2: as a massive in the build up. Luke, it was nice the way he, he sort of picked up the ball just inside the inside the half. Then he looked up and just thought, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna run with this, and, and sort of jinked away through a few players and got probably got the luck of the green a couple of times with the ball bobbling to him, but then it comes right in front of Wilfred Zaha who's hits it, doesn't he? And I think there was maybe a a, a split millisecond where as they was thinking, maybe I might get a chance to have a go at this. But um mm. yeah, Wolf dispatched it with the outside of his boot as well, real ferocity. It was it was a really good finish, really yeah. good.
0: Yeah, I think what you've got to look at in that move, though, is not only the speed of which Eze moves, but the quality of the layoff from Betheke to lay it straight back into his path. Yeah, you one, know, too. the ball comes across. And I think, in fairness, if it doesn't hit Eze's foot for that second time, I think Luke... Um, sorry, not Luke. You weren't playing, mate. Um, he, um, Wilf might not have taken it, but it, it's gone that extra bit, and then Wilf's done it. But as you say, he's got the quality to do that. And I, and I think, guys, you know, I know we haven't mentioned Wilf yet, you know, two goals, an assist, you know, seven goals already, you know, just, and again, I know it's easy to dream a little bit, but the last two games, we didn't have Wilf. If just, 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 just bear with me. If we'd won both those games, and I think if we'd had Wilf in the team, I wouldn't have ruled us out winning both of those games at Burnley and Newcastle, because we should never have lost to Newcastle with respect. Big up to Davy, by the way, if he's listening. Um, but ultimately... You know, if we won those two, we'd have 22 points. We'd be sitting one point behind the leaders. And, you know, to have 16 points already, this is such a wonderful league this year. It's going to be so exciting. Um, OK, we might not be in the frame, but we won't be a million miles away from that. Between seven and 10 is going to change a lot over the over the next six, eight weeks.
1: I think on the radio today, that Palace are 10 points above the relegation. Uh, zone at this point in the season, which is a fantastic place to be. Do you know, I had a horrible thought, thought earlier. So you see Arsenal really struggling, right? Really, really struggling. Yeah, they're
0: coming in for Zahar.
1: Yeah, I, January, you know, you could you could really see it, couldn't you? Given how good he's been, oh God. how much they're struggling. And I just thought, goodness me, if, if today is really an indicator of how we are with him versus the last two games without him, Oh, goodness. It's, it's, it's scary, right? It really is scary. Let's not forget the last goal, though. I'm not going to get into this, right? But, Kevin, okay, you're right. He was great, right? Let's, let's finish that. He was great. He's not, he's not leaving. He's not, leaving. Um, he's uh, not he, leaving.
0: He can't leave him. He's not 80 leaving. 87
1: minutes. 87 minutes. minute has well. got his second. This was my favourite one, this goal. The turn from Benteke and in the finish.
2: Just oh, absolutely brilliant, wasn't it? It was fantastic I, and I felt that you saw glimpses of, of what he can do towards the end of the Burnley game. I think that Nick Pope had that saved in the in stoppage mm-hmm. time or, or right towards the end of the game and then I thought he did really well against Newcastle when he came up the end and disrupted things. So definitely got his chance to start today, deserved it and I don't think, you know, had, had he not scored that first goal and had the confidence, I don't think a Benteke of against Newcastle or Burnley has the confidence to roll his man. I mean, you have to question the defending to be fair. I mean, it was pretty soft, but he did beat his man, turn, nice turn, and what a finish. You know, we talk about Tekkers scoring with his head all the time, but that was a left foot beauty, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I I you know what you you know how I feel about Teckers, guys. I'm so pleased for him. I'm pleased that he got his chance today. And and you're right, Luke, he doesn't he doesn't roll that and go across the goalkeeper with that if he hasn't scored that first goal, because I don't think the confidence is there. But let's be honest, we've said, whether it be the Leeds game, whatever game, whenever he's come on, he's done some real good stuff this season. And, you know, this I'm not saying it's going to be the spring ball, but it, it could be, you know, as as I think, again, Dan Goodman said today on the commentary, there's nothing he hasn't got really as a big centre forward for what you need. He can hold the ball up, he's strong in the air, he wins so many in the air. He's, he's pretty good, he's pretty handy on the ground. So let, let's just hope now that that builds a bit of confidence. And just while we're on here, wouldn't it be nice if Graham Soonis had said something positive about Palace after the game? I'm a big fan of Graham Soonis, but come on, Graham, you could have said something nice about us after the game. We've just won 5 1 away and you can't say anything positive. Please, Graham, say something nice about Palace.
2: You're getting into the punditry Corner here, Kev. I, luckily, I, t- I turned off after the, after the game. I, mean, I was lucky enough not to listen to the commentary as well, but I'm pretty sure it's Don Goodman,
0: isn't it? Yes, it is Don Goodman. Sorry. Who did I say? Len Goodman. Bam. Seven? Dan Goodman. <laughs> we, ne- we nearly scored seven.
1: I Could have done think, mate, a different game. I actually think, Kev, the quote you just gave that I actually think it was
0: soon as you said that about Pentec, eh? Was it all oh, right yeah, okay. I think i'm having a bad because... night then matt and i because i'm getting everything wrong sorry matt. no because i'm with you because i was at yeah the, the
1: footage of, the footage on the telly the coverage on the telly is, is the coverage right but i thought for palace winning 5-1 uh sooner said that they said yeah palace for five goals and they said yeah that's on to anyone anyway, to the next game now and it's like oh bloody <laughs> him, we just won 5-1 and then they said follow on sky sports news so i, I flicked over on sky sports news the, the, the bloke said, yeah, Palace scored five goals on this minute, that minute. And then they moved on. Oh, this is ridiculous. We're on 5-1. What you have to do, yeah, do is get the, some
2: coverage. Anyway. the problem when you've got so many games put back to back there? What, four games today are televised? Then you haven't got the time with you for the post-match stuff.
1: I think, so. as, as you said, Kev... Um, uh, a turning point or whatever the term, the term is for, for this. You know, we just hope it's kick-starting A season from a goals to go perspective because, you know, you look at it, every every game that he's come on, he's been involved in something, a very near uh, near miss or near save. And, you know, you, you could say that, to Luke's point, the first one was that one that would never normally go in and it's gone in now and, and hopefully it will get things going.
2: It was just a point on what you said because I listened to Roy's post-match interview with Chris Grierson after the... After the... The game, um, and he mentioned about how he's got a headache now, selection-wise, and how you know he's disappointing, having to disappoint sort of at least two strikers and defenders every week. And he mentioned, I think he mentioned on the strikers bit that then you know, I've got to deal with them sulking around for a couple of days. Um, so I don't know who who was referring to then. Um, I guess I, I guess you can go at AU and Batchuay, given the fact that they were on the bench. But you know, who knows? It could easily be Christian Benteke when he's not been starting. And especially so, a centre back as well, where you've got Kelly, Cahill, Coyote, who dropped back in there today after being in midfield against Newcastle. That's right, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Scott Dan as well. Yeah, Scott Dan, yeah. So you've got you've got a selection headache there. Um, and it's, it's just nice to see if we can get Christian Benteke firing again, if it's a little bit of confidence that he needs, a brace a little bit similar to what happened up at Arsenal a couple of seasons ago last season where he got that goal away but then hoped he was going to push on and he ever did. Hopefully this yeah. is that point where he can uh, build that confidence and take a pot shot.
0: Um, I must admit, I did think he might have got a new celebration though, to be honest with you. Having gone that long without a goal, I thought he might have come up with something new. It was expected. Well, I forgot
2: I it, <laughs> <laughs> it <was> Kev. Like... <laughs> head, heads, shoulders, knees and toes. Yeah, brilliant,
0: brilliant, brilliant, brilliant.
2: Well, let, let's
1: so, see. You know, like you say, uh, Luke. You know, Palace do have a Roy has a selection headache in a sense. He's got you know, real good options across across the eleven to, to choose from. And um, mm. you know, I think they also said on the telly. You know, you wouldn't drop Benteke now after scoring two goals like this. So, you know, let's see against uh, a very different team. Obviously, next week. And um, obviously, very next also next week. Reflecting on that. A, a very different setup, in that we'll have fans back at home, right? 2,000 Palace fans will be there in strength.
2: Well, we won't be there next... We're Well, saying that, I think there was a cut-off point, wasn't there, that people had to reply by Sunday to, to guarantee their ticket. Uh, there's 12,000 seats in the goal, just from what I understand, uh, and 2,000 allowed in the ground, which will be in the Homestown, which uh, I understand. Homestown Whitehorse is going to be opened up yeah. because the main stands will be kept for uh, the players and, and the staff and the um, Arthur is going to be TV still. Yeah, we're not one of them, or not that we know of yet. Might get an email later tonight, that'll be exciting. Um, but yeah, it would just be nice just to be back in there. Look, I mean, 2,000 fans isn't going to make a lot of noise because you're going to be spread about. And But it's just, just it's a start, isn't it? It, it? It's a start and maybe you might see a little bit of a boost for the players having someone shouting from the sidelines or, you know, cheering you on. And you say you might that though, see- Luke. You say that though.
1: I heard the fans, I was on the radios in the car, on the Tottenham game when they were coming out. Um, and, and for the lineups and the like, and goodness me, if that was a good noise from them for 2000 fans, and there, there were times there were, there were moments. And the reason I know it was the fans is because Clinton Morrison was on there and he was crediting and saying how great it was to have fans back and the noise they were making. And then there were other points when they piped in the music, there was they were playing yeah. come on, you Spurs, and you could hear that the difference in and that was like you know, uh, artificial recorded. So it's so a 2000 fans can make a make a bit of a uh, uh, you know, din there. So that would be good at sellers, wouldn't it? What you might might see
2: difference as well, sorry, Kev. What you might see differences there is the teams in tier three. If they're not getting this back in, and teams in tier two are. You might see that difference as well. Another point just before we pass it to Kev is that I think perhaps they need to think about doing it by percentage of capacity because 2,000 at Sellers Park is a lot different to 2,000 at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Although I appreciate Mm -hmm. there's through with sort of transport and getting there and things like that as well to come to take into account. But yeah, if it's a start for us to get um fans back in the stadium I'm all for it. And
0: hopefully, within the next month, um, Matthew, you and I will be there.
1: Fingers crossed.
2: Fingers crossed, yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I'm, I must admit, I mean, I, I, I could hear it on the telly today. Um, I only watched the second half of the Tottenham game. And you, I thought you could hear it. But let's be honest, the Tottenham fans are going to be absolutely on the roof anyway. They've beaten Arsenal today. Um, they defended brilliantly, I must admit. You know, Mourinho's got them playing. some. You know, they're, they're tough to beat. And when you've got Sonny and particularly... Harry Kane. I mean, Harry Kane, the number of defensive headers he made today, outstanding. So, you know, let's be honest, what what a great game for Palace to have. First game at Sellers, Park with the fans. Tottenham top of the league. I don't know how Liverpool are getting on, so I don't know if Liverpool go top if they win today at, against Wolves. But, but, you know, Tottenham are a tough side to beat at the moment. I mean, Gareth Bale didn't get on the pitch today and they look really good, really hard. They remind me a bit of Palace. Obviously they've got more quality than us, but they're hard to break down. Um, and yeah, I, I think it'd be a real good test for us on Saturday. it will be a good test for them as well. And, you know, it'll be a, a, a mark of how far Tottenham have come as well. I think Mourinho will see next week as a real marker. If they come and get a win at Palace, I'm not saying Palace are great, but, you know, the way we play our football, I think it'd be a real good game next week. So, very excited about it. Is it on Sky, boys? Or is it on BT? Yeah. It's a Sky on, game. Um, Sunday, two o'clock, I think. Yeah. Lovely. Looking forward oh, we to
1: know we, know. we know uh, Joe's a Palace fan anyway. He's destined to be a Palace manager one day. <laughs> loves, loves the Palace. <laughs> Loves, loves London. he might have to take a bit of a pay cut before he comes to us but yeah but, <laughs> never know. but actually just saying that I so was just thinking Tottenham won, uh, Tottenham won Liverpool won 4 nil. Tottenham are still top on goal difference so we, still, we were playing top, top of the top of the league Tottenham which as you say a, a great competition great game to have fans back at Sellers Park just before we become the Tottenham uh, podcast though did you see that Son finish today yes
0: God. yes what but, a goal that was. Well, that, that was a good finish. But I have to say, I thought the second goal, the counter-attack football, when mm. Arsenal were on the attack, I mean, I know uh, some of you might not have seen it yet, but obviously one of the Arsenal players went off injured. Mm. And pushed him back he, on, he back on of the thing. field. Arteta pushed him back on the field. The way Sonny drew the bloke and then played it out for Harry Kane to smash that in. That was a quality, quality piece of football. Well, nearly as good, but they'll be the main game. Then they'll show the Sheffield yeah. game tonight. Then they'll show the Liverpool game. And then Palace will get the last five minutes, the fact that they've scored five goals. Did I say it's the first time we scored five goals in the top flight in 115 years? Did I say that? All right. But uh, we'll still get the last five minutes.
1: Kev, even if you did say it earlier, we are enjoying hearing it again. Say it again, mate. That's why I said it again, mate. Tottenham, 2-15 next Sunday. West Ham at home. Uh, sorry, West Ham away, Kev. You're right. Wednesday, the 16th. Then Liverpool at home. Villa away on Boxing Day. And uh,
2: 28th is Leicester at home. So, Liverpool... Yeah, West Ham's on prime. Liverpool's on BT.
1: Villa's on BBC.
2: Villa's on BBC. It's the first what, Premier League boxing, uh, game to ever be um, broadcast boxing on Day.
0: Boxing Day. Yeah, Brilliant, brilliant. Looking good, though, boys. What a lovely time, Hey, Listen, enjoy this moment, because in our lifetime, this might never happen again when we we'll score five away from home. Do you know um, what, you- it's a really, It's a really valid point, I think, because you have
1: to, as a Palace fan, you have to celebrate the, the, the highs and successes, but similarly be measured and balanced when, when, when you do get the lows, right? Because uh, yeah. this is a real high time for, for Palace. I think I'm really pleased they got a result today, because you, you could see some of the... Um, Concern growing about whether we might go into a negative uh, decline at this point in, in time. And given just the start we've had and, and how well we've always got them all doing, you know, and he's really now got options to change things up and, and uh, you know, like we said, headaches in selection. So, you know, I think this is, this is a really good na- moment now to kind of just, you know, take, 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 um, well, reflect and look at where we are and, and move onwards and upwards. Like, we, like we, we've, we've said, you know, a really interesting run of games to come. You've got a mixture of the West Ham's, the Villas, but then similarly you've got in there the Tottenham's and Liverpool's, right? So it's going to be an interesting
0: Christmas period mm. for Palace. Can I throw in a question, gentlemen, if I may? I know you're keen to possibly finish off, but I think it's quite a good question. Where do you think Wilf's mind is at the moment? Is he sitting there thinking, I'm thoroughly enjoying this and doing very, very well, and let's see where this party goes. Or is he thinking two, three more good games, Shop window, January my chance. I think he's probably thinking, can I get a nap in quickly? Because hasn't he
1: got a brand new, a newborn?
0: I don't know, actually. I think I he's know. got
1: a, a, a little one. Yeah, a, a
0: second little one. So he's probably thinking, I'm, I'm knackered, time for a kip. Get. Well, if he's listening, Wilf, then we love you, mate. And congratulations on the arrival of your new little one. Over
1: of course he's listening,
0: Kev. Of course, he, of course he's, if listening. he's listening. Of course he's <laughs>
1: listening. <laughs> okay, in all seriousness, I, 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 you, know, you don't know. It's difficult to, to say, but I, I, I do think if Arsenal are in the same position as they are in the next few games, things don't pick up. January is a risk for us. Mm-hmm. Luke, are, I, I, you, I, uh,
2: I, are you sure? I, I can't see Arsenal coming up for that sort of money up front or, or giving us a deal that would be acceptable to us. I, I, I just can't see it happening. I can't see Arsenal spending that sort of money. I, although, January is the time where teams tend to pay over the odds. I, I, I don't know. I just can't see Arsenal doing it. Um, I think Wilf's probably thinking, yeah, putting himself in the shop window because he made, you know, no secret of the fact that he wanted to leave the club in the summer. Didn't happen. Um, so the next chance is obviously going to be January. you just got to hope for Palace that either he continues on this form and we get a lot of money for him. and with that money, we we'll are be able to bring in, a, I don't know, three, four players. Because you can't see Palace going out and spending thirty millions again. Palace tends to do, you know, the tens and, and the fifteen millions, didn't they? Um, even Roy in the press conference today was talking about how, um, you know, the deal with Eze could rise up to twenty million pounds, and that's a lot of money for Crystal Palace. Um, it's it's a, the most money he you know, they've spent since he's been there. And he he said, in in relation to Crystal Palace, that's like going out and spending £150 million. So I think it all depends on what offers are on the table. But um, obviously, it's hoped that it's the the best one for Crystal Palace, wherever it is. Yeah. Yeah. I I just,
1: unfortunately, can see a set of circumstances coming together. So Arsenal's decline and needing to do something. Uh, The economic climate. I can can even see a Parrish interview. I can see it. I I don't know why I'm doing this, but I can see it. Yeah, you know. Arsenal come in, it's really good money, really good deal for us. The economic climate's hard, you know, we need to get the cash, you know, things hit us, blah, 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 It's a great opportunity for Wilf. Oh, no, I'm going to stop now. It's horrible. Uh-huh.
0: Matthew, Matthew, I, I don't know if I've mentioned yet, but this is our first <laughs> five goals scored away from home in the Premier League. In you a didn't, Kev, no. In, a hundred, in 115 years, and you're trying to finish our pod on a negative. Mate, I will not allow it, okay? Oh, well, I'm I good. do not. I do not edit this pod. But Luke, if you allow us to finish on this note, I will personally come up to Ponge and sort you out. Well, mate, hey, this you realise I,
2: I do the editing and I, I, I cut most of the most Mafia all the time anyway, Hang so. on a minute, <laughs> hang on a minute.
0: This pod isn't edited, Kev. Oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, yes. obviously. We well, never edit anything natural. you say out. You edit everything I say out because I'm old and forget he things. Gots. He's got us, he's us. I've, I've been caught out, I've been caught out. Now listen, be honest guys, just very quickly, before we do finish, do we reckon Johnny Collison is really listening to this on his 57th birthday, or do we think he's watching the equivalent of porn, which is Palace beating Burnley 2-0 in 1979? What do you reckon? There's
2: no chance of him doing the the one, mate, because he probably won't get out there today, so, <laughs> <laughs> so the second one.
0: <laughs> Johnny boy, we love you JC, we love you big JC.
2: But like, I, I think he's gone. probably I think
1: he's probably studying for the next quiz that we're in together. <laughs> That's like my gold trophy in
0: life, that is. <laughs> that is your gold trophy in life. It's a bit like Luke's offside goal at Cellars that day in oh, 2010. Yeah. Just like that. Definitely happened. Chaps,
1: it's been great to talk. Always great to celebrate. Rate had this five one victory. And Kev, wasn't there something van mark about today? Sorry, I am not sure you kind of caught what you said it was on just in what case. Was that? What was it? What was you asking me? There was something I missed about today. You mentioned it yes. earlier. Yeah, I, don't
0: know, I, I don't know if you, I don't know if you're aware, Matt, but um, it's it's the first time in Crystal Palace's uh, 115 year history that we scored five goals away from home in the top flight. You know, um, I, I don't even, that. I don't, I don't even know if it'll get a mention on match of the day. But come on, you Palace.
1: <laughs> Kev thank you very much for mentioning that you hadn't mentioned it so I'm uh, really you. glad that we got that in there Chat, thanks <laughs> as always a pleasure Kev cheers thanks for the stats and Luke pleasure uh, thank you for keeping us uh, on course uh,
0: and covering all five goals today not to be forgotten oh and Matt Kev, can I just ask uh, yeah if you do dig out that game where we beat Stoke 1-0 let me know yeah <laughs> it's on its way to you Kev chap <laughs> as always up the palace up, up the, the palace, palace. The Six Pointer Podcast.